Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today we are studying Revelation chapter 5. This is our second episode in this chapter. And what happens in Revelation 5? The opening of the seven-sealed scroll by the enthroned Messiah. As we begin today, I'd like to give you an easy outline for the entire central section of the book of Revelation. It's going to be real easy in the chapters ahead to get so lost in details. And if you can kind of get the overall idea of what's happening in the book of Revelation, it'll be a lot easier for you to kind of conceptually pull this all together. So what you have in the upcoming chapters of Revelation, basically the entire central section of the book from chapters 6 all the way through 16, you have first the seven seals, which actually in Revelation chapter 5 is kind of the very dramatic introduction to the seven seals. The seven seal judgments or seven judgments are going to fall upon the earth, and those judgments are revealed in the seven seals. And that's Revelation chapter 6 through the very first paragraph of chapter 8. So Revelation 6 through the beginning of chapter 8. Then after the seven seals, you have the seven trumpets. So the seven seals, the seven trumpets. And the seven trumpets begin right after the seven seals. So that's Revelation chapter 8, the last two-thirds of the chapter, through chapter 11. So seven seals, six through the beginning of eight, seven trumpets, the last two-thirds of eight through chapter 11. And then you have the seven bowl judgments, and that's Revelation 15 through 16. So basically, we've covered everything just by having seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls, with an exception of three chapters in the middle there between the trumpets and the bowls, chapters 12, 13, and 14. What's that about? Well, chapter 12 is about Mary and her children, versus the dragon and his two beasts, the Antichrist and the false prophet. And so basically that's the entire central section of the book of Revelation. Now this might be kind of a silly way to illustrate this, but when I give a bath to my grandchildren, I buy about a dozen of these little capsules that have a fish or an animal that when the capsule hits the water, they kind of expand. And what we're having here in Revelation chapter 5 is a type of capsule regarding the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. Here's why. If you look at the seven seals, you'll go through a progression, and by the time you get to the seventh seal— that seventh seal opens up to the seven trumpets. It's almost like the seven trumpets are expanding out of the seventh seal. And then also, chapter 5, while we're in the midst here of introducing the enthroned Messiah, Jesus Christ, unsealing this seven-sealed book, what do we find? Well, we find that there is golden bowl 
that is presented to the Messiah, a golden bowl. And we read later in Revelation chapter 8 and other places that the seven bowl judgments are as a result of this collection of prayers from the saints presented to the Messiah. So in a sense, right here in chapter 5, you have encapsulated the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowl judgments. Now, of course, no one was able to even read this sealed book because all are unworthy. Now, there's something you need to be aware of because anytime we can use something from the Old Testament that parallels what's going on in the book of Revelation, we can use that to help interpret how those Old Testament passages, even though they may have had a historical reference for times past or maybe such first century, we can use those to anticipate what will come in the future. There are two books of the Old Testament that influence Revelation 5, both Ezekiel and Daniel. And it's most interesting. You open the book of Ezekiel, and the first thing you find is a very dramatic throne vision of God. And that's exactly how Revelation 5 opens up, with a throne vision of God. Coming up into heaven, Revelation 4 and 5, you see God enthroned as well as Jesus, the Messiah, now enthroned. So in Ezekiel 1, you see God enthroned. Ezekiel 2, this is what we read starting in verse 9. I looked, and behold, a hand was stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. And it was spread before me, and it had writing on the front and on the back. Let's jump to Revelation 5. And I saw the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, a scroll written within and on the back. This is almost, this is deja vu, Ezekiel 2, going on now in Revelation 5. The idea of the writing front and back, um, kind of unusual to write on both sides of a scroll, but this is an enormous revelation that's about to be revealed. Also, when we go to Daniel, we find something very striking and very important. In Daniel chapter 8 and verse 26, God instructs Daniel as follows, seal up the vision for it pertains to many days hence. Seal up this revelation, Daniel, because it pertains to the future. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4, a similar command by God. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Now, if Revelation 5 is showing the enthroned Jesus unsealing the book, what does this mean? That ever since the first ascension day, that we are now at the end of time. We are in the final stage of human history. That's why we shut down all of our government buildings. That's why we have masses 12 hours a day during, no, I, I, I forgot, they were all canceled or moved to someplace else. But Ascension Day is the marker for the end of time. And the end of time, a lot of people think just the, 
the last seven years of time or when the Antichrist comes. No, this is the last stage of human history. It was sealed up and now it's being opened because the lamb that was slain is now worthy to unseal this book. Now, here's something that you're going to have a very hard time believing, okay? It's Revelation 5, verses 9 and 10. The first part you're going to find easy to believe. The second part you may find incomprehensible. Revelation 5, 9, and they sang a new song saying, Worthy art thou to take the scroll and to open its seals, for thou wast slain, and by thy blood didst ransom men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And just as an aside, some interpreters, good men, uh, want to locate all of the book of Revelation to the first century and apply it to the nation Israel. Notice this says, ransom men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. This is no longer like Ezekiel's scroll applied to the nation of Israel. This is applied to the whole world. But now verse 10, and you hast made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on earth. Did you hear that? God, as part of the enthronement of Jesus, has made those redeemed by the blood of the Lamb a kingdom and priests to our God. We say, Steve, of course. Um, every Catholic church has a priest, a father. No, I'm not talking about that. That's the ministerial priesthood. This is talking about every single person redeemed by the blood of the Lamb is a kingdom and priest to our God. You think, well, you're kind of just stretching a verse you found here. Maybe chapter 5, verse 10 is kind of one of those stray verses. Well, how about the introduction to the entire book of Revelation? Because remember, kingdom and sovereignty goes right along with a major theme in the book of Revelation. In the first chapter, verses 5 and 6, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. This is a main point because Caesar demonically is going to be declaring himself the son of God and ruler and king and worthy of worship. But it goes right next after it says he's the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loved us. To him who loved us has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom priest to his God and Father. What is this talking about? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go on to the first pope, Peter, in his first letter. says in chapter 2 and verse 9, but you, you, mom, right now, changing a diaper. Dad, you right now, sweating it out. Are you going to make your uh, monthly sales quota? You, parent, with maybe a teenager using drugs and stressed out over this and that. You, ordinary person. There's no ordinary person who is a believer in Jesus Christ. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. You know, 
I'll just just say this, I guess. Catholics haven't done a good job teaching the priesthood of all believers. They do a pretty good job of describing the ministerial priesthood, our priests and bishops and cardinals. But these texts are talking about every believer being a priest for God. Russell Shaw has written a book, To Hunt, To Shoot, To Entertain, Clericalism and the Catholic Laity, and it's a, it's a good read. Just read the, even the summary on Amazon talking about Vatican II had it absolutely right, trying to reactivate the laity to their true role as priest in Christ's kingdom, and yet we kind of forget about it. So I'd like to leave you today with a big tip on how to really get into biblical prophecy or eschatology. Of course, listen to Luke 21 radio, but that's the very, very, very minor key. Here is something far more important. If you don't want to just learn about eschatology, but be a part of it, then go to Mass. Because it says in Revelation 5.8, when you take in a scroll and all of the elders of the Lamb fall down in worship, praising God, and then present to the risen king golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. That's your prayers during every Mass, and there's no such thing as an ordinary Mass. The king of the universe is including you in his royal priesthood. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 80 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.